Welcome to the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, we had the opportunity to talk to Carlos and Mariah from Mosaic MSC, and we ended up having just such an incredible conversation. It was so much that we're going to break it up into two parts. So this is the first part of our chat with Mariah and Carlos. Let's go. Um, and it's called This Is How I Think the Lord. We've released two songs so far, and the whole album's coming out. And so it's been crazy. I mean, it's been two years of writing and we produce everything ourselves did everything ourselves and so it was a long process because i don't necessarily think we knew what we were doing mm. <laughs> um, so it was very much an experiment in in that sense of like you know we've always written our own songs we've, we've done like some produce like we've always produced things with other people but never just like engineered everything on our own too yeah and so it was a pretty from zero to a hundred for sure of like, you know, trying to figure out everything. So it really did take us two full years to like do everything. You know, it's not just because we were locked down. It really was just because we were trying to make everything, you know, perfect and um, feel like have the essence that we wanted it to have. And so it's way scarier, I think, producing your album and then putting it out <laughs> because it feels a lot more even more so like a labor of love than even just writing the songs was because we've had our hand in it you know since the conception of it so yeah i'd love to hear like to like bring it all in house because i'm sure there's a ton of worship leaders out there like i want to go in house too and if mosaics struggling through that i'm dead in the water <laughs> like, what, how, yeah. what kind of, like what kind of encouragement would you have for that i mean <laughs> it, ta- it takes it takes time it yeah. takes time um and also like it takes a lot of humility to know that <laughs> you must start doing something in the direction that you think that things should go yeah and um you might need to scratch everything and go back to square one like we had to do a lot of that and I don't know and even like we were not married to necessarily to any of the ideas that we had we there's some songs that like the first single that we put out um let's go this out in the Lord that song from the moment we wrote it like we were like pretty sure that it was a special song and we were like afraid to touch the song but it's because <laughs> like from the beginning we had a sense that the song has something very special yeah but that was kind of unique in the context of all the other songs that we worked with you know like we have some songs that they just didn't make it we have songs that we started one direction and then we had to change so change what we were doing so i don't know i would say to anyone who might find themselves in in that season of like crafting their own um songs and and producing their own music just enjoy it and 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 have be be flexible um i think i think it's, it's important definitely being flexible and taking your time is huge. What was the recording process like? Were, like, was it a live environment or studio overdubs or or all in studio? Yeah. So we we wrote we went on like two or three writing trips, and we started sort of like the base of everything. Like, tried to kind of like create song structures and like you know certain pads or like you know I don't know sounds that we were going to build the rest of the song off of we tried starting there just to make sure like the vibe and the song structures were right Mm -hmm. and then 
um, we have a room. It's literally an attic. And it was the only not like occupied space during COVID in our office building. So we basically just set up like a makeshift studio that literally only had speakers and a computer in it and like a couple keyboards. And we just kind of like went through around ideas. We had two guys kind of like working on computers all the time, like with different sounds. We tracked the drums and the bass together at a studio. And that's the only things, oh, and the upright piano. Yeah, yeah. But those are the only things we did in the studio. And those weren't even like at the same time. We probably did those yeah. like two or three months apart. Yeah. Wow. Um, it was just like, we just built it, you know? Yeah. We didn't know, like, we didn't want to do everything at once before we even knew what we were doing at that point. So we really like wanted to make sure that before we like, you know, went full out that we had like a good baseline of things. And so we just try to do it organically, like set the vibe and the structures. And then, you know, we did drums, which we did drums totally blind. Like we didn't have anything else other than like some pads and yeah. some modular like a basic, stuff. Like a basic roadmap of like a keyboard. And then we added drums and bass. We're like, this sounds funny, you know? I'm like, <laughs> was, there might be something here. <laughs> so it was really just all sort of, <laughs> we took it in phases of yeah. like, you know, are we going the right direction? Because we really did have to go back to the drawing board on a lot of the songs. So, you know, we thought we had the right direction and then it just, once it came down to it, it just didn't feel right, you know? And we knew when we play this live, this is not it like this is not going to translate this is not going to feel good we did like at our church we just played through some like full band just to see like will they take shape in any way live which a lot of them did and that was yeah. super helpful one of the coolest things we did was we recorded all the vocals at the same time in the same room so here like at the church at our, yeah basically at our main auditorium on this on the stage we kind of like did it on the yeah. round and everyone oh, thought wow. that it was like it, everyone <laughs> thought that it was like the craziest ideas that, that it was impossible to do and mariah was like let's just try it and see what happened <laughs> and we did it and it turned out to be super yeah. super cool it like it just the the feeling because we wanted it to be not a live album because we couldn't do it live because yeah. it was COVID. but to have like there's definitely a lack there's like a lack of like sometimes just that emotion or that like heart when you're mm -hmm. doing a studio album yeah. that really comes across when you're doing a live album or at least that's what we run into and so we're like how do we mesh those two things together and that was one way of like just feeding off the energy of each other like the singers and being able to just kind of like do a bunch of takes where we're all sort of feeding off of each other and it just ended up being really special because it had that essence of being live but more like a studio version and isolated vocals, you know, and all that. Yeah. So for the, like lead vocals, did you just step closer to the mic or? We had, yeah, we had like a different mic for the leads and they were like sort of in the middle back of the circle. It's kind of like we had a circle, the engineer, we were like set up in one half the circle and then the lead would be like opposite them. And then the other BGBs would be sort of on the sides. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, sometimes with like louder vocals, 
we'd have to like isolate them a little bit more than the others um, or like certain parts of the song because you know I'm I I do this where I'm singing BGVs on a song and I'm going I'm just doing my own yeah, thing yeah. you know <laughs> like and you could pick it up in all the other mics so you know sometimes sometimes we had it had to look a little bit different um, but yeah it was a cool thing I'm not sure how it ended up working <laughs> or yeah. being a good idea but yeah it felt like a big experiment like for real like we have I think there's some even some songs that we went after we were like almost done with the song we decided to retrack lead vocals mm -hmm. and we like it doesn't carry the same energy like it didn't have the same essence and we just like stick to like the original um like demo um recording yeah and we we had to do that with like maybe like three songs Yeah. which I think it was, it was like, it made it for us, it made it feel even more special, you know, because like, it's, I think it's like different when you can sing a song, when the song, when you're singing the song in the moment that it was written, you know, like, I feel like all the, the emotions and the understanding of the songs are maybe more vivid, they're more present, yeah. um, and you're less focusing in trying to hit the right note or say the right word, you're like way more loose, and I think that kind of like helped, um, It just like at the end, it ended up winning over trying to do it perfect, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like a thematic, like lyrical thing you were going for, or is it kind of just like, maybe speak to what the Lord revealed in that aspect? Yeah, I mean, that's a big part of even just the name of the album and the single that we chose. It ended up just kind of being you know, I think it's happened throughout all of our records and even more so this one where, you know, we kind of have different groups that write. So not all of us write together, you know, every session will be like two or three of us here and there. So we come together and we show each other the songs that we've written. And then you kind of see, okay, is there like an overarching theme? And a lot of times it's pretty surprising, but definitely in this case, it was very much of like gratitude and You know, that's why that song, I feel like, really set the tone for all the songs that we would write and even songs that had been written before that that we didn't realize were about gratitude. And it's it's special because it didn't feel like a good time. <laughs> you know, it like didn't. I think a lot of times we think of gratitude as sort of a response to good things happening. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't that. Mm -hmm. It was a response to this, like, you know, assurance that, that God is good, even in the bad times, you know, and, and that there are good things and we just had to look for them. And we had to, you know, like weed through a lot of the bad things that were happening to us, you know, like we've all the collective experience we've all had um, and be able to see the good things. And, you know, there are endless good things that, that we could think of. And it just ended up being this very real gratitude that wasn't you know, because things were good or because yeah. things were easy, but because things were hard and we had to choose it. And so, you know, that is a major theme throughout the album, even in like the beginning of like questioning that and, and how do you um, explain that? And then to, to this, I think the Lord, which is like, we express our gratitude in singing and worship. And that's essentially what the song is about, you know? Yeah um and so that's really the theme of most of the songs this is uh, ryan it's kind of funny because this this song especially this song 
we wrote it in the, in our first first writing camp or first writing retreat that we did after being completely like isolated here in LA, not being able to go out. And then we um, we went to Baja, Baja California and we're staying at this house, like right, beautiful place, like feeling kind of inspired by the environment. But then we got um, hit by a storm, like a hurricane. <laughs> a hurricane. Like literally we didn't know that there was a hurricane on the way to the place that we were riding. Yeah. Like we lost power <laughs> for like four days. We lost power, lost water. Um, we had they have to board up, board up like, like the whole house. They had to cover up with with like wood. wood. Yeah. Um, and we're, <laughs> we're like escaping from the storm that's happening in LA and in the US. And we go down there and we find ourselves again in a different type of storm. And these are the songs that came out of that. And I did like even we look back and. It, it, I found that I found that to be so beautiful. How like in the middle, in the middle of, of being in a moment of darkness or a moment that you feel like you're losing hope, um, being able to still express your gratitude, you know, because I think that's what make it also makes gratitude so much more um, deep. You know, like when I was yeah. saying, like it's different when gratitude gratitude comes out of of a good thing that happened. It's very different when that gratitude is, is coming from from stories from a background that doesn't necessarily shows gratitude. So you you see that in the whole theme, yeah, of the album, and I, I, for us, it's, it's very special. Somebody who doesn't feel we can't hear you. Second. <laughs> okay. okay. Good. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Chris, while I try to fix this, it's probably my AirPod dying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so after you got, you know, you were doing it all yourself, after you got all the material together, did you, like, did you do the final, like, mixing or mastering in-house, too, or did you send that out? Yeah, we we sent that out. That's that we're in over our heads at that point. <laughs> but yeah, we were able to work with um, a guy named Chris Greeley who makes everything, and he was awesome. And um, he actually one one thing we did was we did like like a initial mixing, kind of in the middle of the process. Because we're kind of stuck. I feel like we were like <laughs> okay, like we don't know. We like the arrangement, do? but we don't know if this is gonna sound good. Yeah, when it's like all mixed. Yeah. So he actually like did um uh like, like rough a mix, mix yeah. of everything, and we were able to hear like okay here are the the holes. That's like pre vocals, like basically like music yeah. first. So, yeah, because we wanted to get a sense like, are we on the right track here? Also, like we didn't want to we didn't want to track vocals to like a crazy mix yeah. that yeah. we didn't even know if it was gonna work in the end. So we actually mixed everything, just like a quick like pass through everything and that helped a ton because yeah. we saw so many holes in everything and we basically like I feel like we produced a whole other record after that like we added so much and, and it started to take shape a lot more so that was pivotal to the entire yeah. process was did he know that you were going to send him vocals that were like all tracked and around like that or did he did he have any so. like apprehensions yeah. no I think he knew like we, yeah we send it we had like the like um I was like you said the demo vocals and they were already there and he helped but yeah. yeah he knew that that was not like the end 
like yeah. the final. Well, I don't think he, I don't know if he knew that we yeah. did them in the round. Yeah, I don't know if he knew, actually. You're right. But I didn't oh, wow. say. <laughs> you know, like we edited a lot of that stuff too. So we had to like go through and, you know, make sure that it wasn't like bleeding yeah. a yeah, lot. Yeah. Like we obviously had, there were, there are a lot of imperfections and we, we knew yeah. that we just had to embrace that because that's where we're at and yeah. we wanted it to have that essence too of not being like this is the most polished thing in the world because it's mm-hmm. not and we don't want to pretend to be people that we're not and we're not the most polished people in the world and yeah. you know a lot of stuff that we do is like quick because we want to move quickly with where we feel like God's moving you know and so we don't have the experience or <laughs> you know the the time to like you know make sure everything's you know perfectly polished and and that was a huge thing was the upright on the album is out of tune and so I think we were surprised by that even though we were all there when it was tracked and <laughs> we didn't hear it like quite as severely as it is on the record but there are a few times you'll hear it and we kept them in there and some of them we retract like the beginning of the side board we, we took out like the bad notes but on some of the songs like there's a song called grace and there's a totally stripped down part of it where it hits like that attune note hits like a wrong crazy thing and we kept it because we just felt like hey this is like part of the story you know like this is messy part of it that feels gritty that doesn't feel polished and and in a lot of ways musically that's sort of the story of us yeah you know and so we felt like why not have those moments that musically reflect like you know what we're saying lyrically what we are living out you know what was your like the the actual setup did you already have it like did you have a laptop and interface did you go to guitar center and like buy stuff like (laughs) like what what, like what was the actual gear used well not mariah or i none of us are like the like the tech people (laughs) so I don't know how to answer that question pretty well, we'll we, but we kind of like, we bailed things as, as we were producing. We go, yeah. um, yes, we uh, literally went to Guitar Center that is down the street here at our um, location, our offices and our building in Hollywood. They're down the street on Sunset Boulevard. And we literally ran there, got an interface, a couple <laughs> cables, um, bought new speakers. Um, and little by little, like based on the needs and like the, the two, we have two guys on our team that they're like, more like on the engineering side of things and yeah they know more about these things um yeah, yeah it was like a little by little adding things to 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 this studio <laughs> yeah that's super cool because i think like some churches are like i can't write a, a song or record a song because i don't have the gear you know like i feel like that just proves how you could just get a laptop and just make art you know i mean we did it we did it in a laptop Literally the whole album was on a laptop for sure, and yeah. we recorded everything with this mic that everyone. I feel like everyone uses the same mic. It's yeah. seven. We with all the, the vocals. all the vocals. So wow, like it really is like, I mean we 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 don't have you know like unlimited budgets. Yeah, <laughs> you know and and you know where everything we do is an extension of our church, so we really do have to be creative and resourceful in a lot of ways and so you know we use what we have we were able you know here and there to get stuff that we felt like we'd use for 
like the future. And as yeah. we went, okay, we can do this in the future. Maybe it is worth investing in. But it really wasn't until we were like, okay, can we? Even, yeah, yeah. Can we yeah. succeed at this? And it was honestly the hardest thing I think we've ever done. Like it was a lot of days that felt like sort of treading water and not really making a whole lot of moves forward. But you know, we have an album that we probably like. We're probably the most proud of. Yeah, super proud. And so it it paid off, even though it was a lot of days of like, you know this is how how are we back at the same spot again like how are we not how can we not figure out this song how can we not like seem to be done with this and it really was like we probably would have kept going if it hadn't have been like for a deadline or like us just having to be like we have to stop because we will do this forever which is i think the upside of having a producer is that like it feels more done like when, faster right like yeah you, you, you get to faster. the end but faster. you know i think i think it just it worked with our process of all of us kind of like having a hand in different pieces of it and and making it feel more ours than anything else how many um how many times would you try a song live before you're like nah this ain't working that is like i mean honestly chris I think that's, that's one of the things that was super like special and unique about this album and like when you compare to the other stuff that we had done in the past because like in in the past we've been used to when who tried the song who write songs and then play them on a midweek or or at a sunday and just such you know i I think like we have such an advantage as a church like anyone not not i'm not referring to us as mosaic like anyone who gets to like play songs in front of a church has an advantage of getting like that immediate um, reaction. reaction to know <laughs> feedback to know if the like song focus group um, yeah, yeah, correct. the or, most ruthless focus group. and if you have if you have a brother that you know that is very honest uh, or a sister who would tell me like yeah that song is really bad or you know like yeah. that didn't work that didn't, didn't work like that didn't work yeah so that's like the that has been like the way that that we have done it for like five six years now and um with this one um from the moment that we started working on the songs like we knew that it was a different process and we approached the process with a completely different perspective like we knew like we don't have what are we going to sing or what are we going to say when you don't get that immediate response about response from the church um and I, that was kind of like the challenge of writing the album but at the same time i feel like at least for me, this has been like one of like the biggest surprise with the album. Um, now that we're back at meeting in person here here in LA, like um, just seeing how people are responding to the songs is is very very special. Like I was like, okay, like this is actually because I I feel like there's moments like working on the songs. I was like, oh, I don't even know if this is worship. I know that it's about God, you know, like it yeah. does communicate and it, it makes me feel closer to Him. But I don't know if it's ever gonna work in a, a like collective corporate um, setting, and it's been really cool to now play the songs and like see how people are responding and see that the songs even have like a completely different texture um, when you play them play them live and and yeah. that's pretty cool. The crazy thing is that our last album came out um, after COVID hit. Like right, right when it when when yeah. it shut down. Sorry. So 
I think Shutdown Here was May 16th, album came out, or March 16th, and then album came out in May. So we played the songs twice because we recorded it live over two nights. We played the songs twice ever. So it was already like we had released an entire album that basically like we'd never get to play for our church. Yeah. So it like immediately was a shift because we're like, okay, I mean, obviously we couldn't have ever like seen that this was going to happen for this long, especially in LA, but that, that changed our perspective. Cause we were like, that was the most proud we'd ever been of a, of a group of songs. And no, we never get to play them for our church essentially, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. that was, we kind of had to go through that process with those songs of like, okay, well, they're basically, you know, we hope that people listen to them, but like, I wasn't really consuming music for a while during the shutdown you know i'm like trying to do all the juggle all the other things and like adjust life in a whole different way and so yeah going into this record it really was like we don't this is like x amount of time that we could be doing this like we could release another album and never play live again yeah you know so kind of having had dealt with that with the album before the perspective shift was really great and i think it the only reason it works it worked right now with this is because we've done it for so long I think because we've vetted every song we've ever written with our church and we're able to like envision how things will like go you know and obviously we're wrong sometimes and things don't go as well as we think or things go even better than you know we think but I think a lot of times with the songs we had to just sort of decide okay is this a song we're trying to make work in a service Mm -hmm. and we had to do that before you know even when we're writing songs in church it was like is this gonna work and some songs were just like this is a song that's more of like a personal introspective moment for people to listen to and have on their own time you know and so we really had to do that even more with these songs of like, okay, is this a song we're hoping will be the big worship moment, you know, the big reflective worship moment of the gathering, or is this the upbeat song that we want to be able to use live and in person, or is this a song that's just for the record? And, you know, we had to make those calls sort of blindly because we had no way of trying them out. And what's scary is that we started church like, you know, six months ago now, mm-hmm. probably, or like four months ago now and we start playing all these songs already have having submitted the record like well I hope you don't hate them because this is what's coming out yeah and so and it's it's been I think very different obviously everyone coming out of that time is is different church is different it's been a very different experience and so it's been a pleasant surprise to to feel like those songs are very much putting music in words to a collective experience which i think yeah. has been a, a good surprise and mm-hmm. exciting thank you so much for listening to this week's episode again we'll have part two of our interview with carlos and mariah on the next week's episode